in spite of all the odds, Almighty Father, in spite of our failures and our weaknesses, oh Father God, you have loved us in your true agape love, Almighty Father, that you have allowed us to meet once again, Almighty Father, even in this number. Even as I thank you, God, even for those who are, who may, for whatever this day, I'm going to it. But I trust you, my Father, and I know that they are with us in their freedom. And they shall go with us, my Father, and they shall hear this word again. Even they shall be praying with us on this day, O Father God. Lord, they are your children all over the world, my Father, who belongs to this vision. More than that, who have called to this vision. More than that, not because they are clever or smart or anything like that, or wise. Not because they are, they are holy or righteous. But for you don't give us a, a vision, O Father God, which, 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 which celebrates other things except your grace and your mercy. Almighty Father, and in particular, Almighty Father, you gave us a vision which teaches, teaches us, O Father God, to, make, to learn to live, to live with one another in love, in true agape love, hard as it may be, O God, hard as it may be, O Father God. For we have, we have been used, Almighty Father, to live, to live in the religious life. We have been used, Almighty Father, to, to religious teachings, O Father God. That taught everyone, Almighty Father, in different things, in different ways. Everyone has got their own different beliefs, Almighty Father, no matter what they stand it or currently or whatever they are. But Father, you have given us a vision, Almighty Father. I pray your blessing upon us, even as we celebrate the grace of God, your grace in our life, in my own life, Almighty Father. That you pick me of all people, Almighty Father, to lead your people, Father, in this great vision. In spite of my faults and my failures and my weakness, which are well known. Father, I pray and I thank you, O God, that it is only by your grace and nothing else except your grace that I'm able once again to share a word with your people on this day. Almighty Father, God, it is only your grace, Almighty Father. You have given me sufficient grace that I may stand before your people and share with them your word, Almighty Father. Nothing else but your grace qualifies me to share a word with you, Almighty Father. How can I not celebrate your grace, Almighty Father, on this day, 14? The 14th year, the 14th time of my father of this vision, the 14th time when we can celebrate our father God. Not only my birthday, oh my father, but your but the birthday of the great vision, your vision, oh my father. And the birthday, in particular, my father, the birthday of your church, your father God, which was born out of the vision. How I thank your God for your grace, which is sufficient in my life, and for your grace, which is sufficient in the lives of those who are listening. Those who you have called, for indeed you have called many people to belong to this vision. No matter how many, where they may be, no matter where they may be sitting right now, no matter what they may be doing at this point, but they in their heart of hearts, they know that they have a calling. They were called by God. You called them to belong to this vision. Almighty Father, no matter what may have happened in the past, whatever may have happened to push them away, but I know that even if they shall hear this message, even if they shall hear this prayer, they will know in their heart of hearts that you called that to belong nowhere else except to this house called Agape for all nations, ministers, and now. And the door shall bring, you shall bring your children once again. You shall bring them back, oh Father God. Those matters who have gone away for whatever reason. Father, the time has now come for us, Almighty Father, to put into practice the Agape as you have given to us, Almighty Father. To learn to love one another, not just to speak about it, not just to talk about it, not just to preach about it, oh Father God. It is hard and it is difficult to apply the Agape. Maruko, but the time has now come for your people 
Lord to have an understanding. Moreover, Father, for this great vision and the change you have given to us, Almighty Father. Thank you, Yahweh, the Holy One of Israel, for it is by your grace and nothing else except your grace that we are here, Almighty Father God. Moreover, we know you have given different visions to different people. We have both different churches, Almighty Father. But Agape is unique, Almighty Father, in the sense that, Almighty Father, it requires of us to love one another the way you love us. And I understand that's why many people suffer with this, Father God. For it is hard to love another human being. Moreover, I said the way you love them. It is hard, oh Father God, at a human level, to love each other the way you love us. Because we are not God. None of us is even close to God. Moreover, how I pray, oh God, that as you celebrated this 14th anniversary, oh Father, that we move away, oh Father God, from judging one another. Remember, how you say as a commandment, that shall not judge one another. How I pray, O Father, that you help us to apply to apply your commandment concerning the vision and the church. Father, once again, by your grace and by your mercy, I thank you. I appreciate you, God. I value you, Father, for your grace in my life and for your grace in the lives of those who are here in day, those who have gathered physically, Almighty Father, in England and in other parts of the world, as Agape, hashtag the real Agape. Now the time has come for the real Agape, the Agape to be real. Agape to be real. Agape has to be real, and it can only be real when it is put into practice, Almighty Father. In the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua Mashiach. Difficult as it is, Almighty Father. How I pray that your people, who will begin to understand the vision, who will begin to understand your heart for your people, Almighty Father, that will move away, Almighty Father, from the spirit of self righteousness that causes us to donate each other. Moreover, that causes each us to point fingers at each other, Almighty Father. And each one of us is put our own level of self-righteousness of life. We always look at the other person as more less higher than us. But I pray, O my Father, for I come before your throne of grace, knowing that my Father I'm a man of weakness. O my Father, but you called me for your sake, for the sake of your church, for the sake of your name, for the sake of kingdom. I ask you, Lord, who are the Yeshua Hamashiach, to take over now, may your grace be sufficient. And I celebrate with you people this day your grace upon my life. I celebrate with you people this day your grace upon the life of those who have fallen to be in this great vision, Father, and in this great house, Father, and in this great church, in the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua Mashiach. The time has now come for them, Almighty oh God, that we have called, those we have called in Scotland, to, to, to come now and begin to run with the vision the way it is and put it into practice. My God, those we have called in Ireland and Northern Ireland to begin to come and run with the vision and to put into practice in the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua Mashiach. And let us leave you to be the judge of everyone, not anyone judging anyone else, so my God. But that we tend to apply the agape. How I pray that the Father the time is not for those who have called to the vision in England, or even the Harikota, to come on my father and apply the agape the way it should. For they are not wherever they are. Those who we know, whom you have called into the vision, if they are not in right now, you know, they know that they are lost. They know that they are lost. Bring them home. Mighty Father, in the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua Mashiach, hear their hearts, hear their spirit of God, and let us learn to walk together in love for one those who have called in Africa, every part of Africa, Almighty Father, Southern Africa, West Africa, East Africa, Northern Africa, Father, you know the people you have called, Almighty Father, those who have called in America, North America, South America, you know the people you have called, Almighty 
practice. To come to this mission, the time is now come for us to put it in practice. As you celebrate your grace in this year, in this 14th year of the mission, Maruko Sheva Taka, those who have called Manta in Asia, those who have called in Europe, or the world, to belong to the vision, you know where they are. Moreva Tarika Namahani Kahoo, as you keep your take pretty by feet, one by one. Those who have called in Asia, or my father, anyone in Australia, the time has now come. Mokeria Hani Korea I pray over the that we learn to accept one another just as we are already. For it is the way you accept us. It is the way you love us, my God. It is the way of the vision. How I pray. Father, I pray and I bless you one more Father God. Once again, I celebrate your grace on my own behalf and on behalf of your church and your people. That it is only by your grace and by your grace alone. That we are here today to celebrate the 14th anniversary of the, the vision and the church. Agape for all nations, ministers, and America. I give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor, Almighty Father. For this far we have come through the ups and the downs. You have been with us through and through because you are God of promise. You promise us that you shall be with us with the soul ever we go. Ariel, we are the new Israel, the tribe of Judah. Almighty Father, you shall never leave us nor forsake us. Lord, I speak a blessing upon your people, Almighty Father, once again, as we together celebrate your grace in the name of God, the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. In the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, I have prayed. Thank you, Ruach HaKodesh, for being with us on this day, as always, according to the promise. Thank you, Mighty Father, as I pray in the name of the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. Can you rise with me for a minute, or less than a minute, whatever? Put your hand to your heart, and let's sing again. <coughs> Let agape flourish. Let agape flourish. Let agape, let agape flourish. By the preaching, by the preaching, and the doing of His word, and the praising, and the praising of Him. Agape, 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 agape. The saints of God, who God has called to the house of God, called Agape for all nations, ministers, and I greet you all with all my love, and in all passions, in all obedience, and in all humility before you, the people of God. I greet you all and I appreciate you as we appreciate one another. For by His grace, we are here to celebrate the 14th anniversary of this awesome vision and this great church of God. I will thank you all for making it to this day. 
making it. You have made it physically. Some of you, some people may have not been able to be there physically to hear, to be together. But wherever they are, those that God has called to this great vision and to this state of God, I greet you all in the mighty name of our Lord and our Savior, the only one, the only one, Yeshua Hamashiach. God bless you all for making it. God bless you all for being granted the grace to see yet another conference through. God bless you all, no matter where you are, whether you are in the United Kingdom, or in Africa, or in America, or in Europe, or in Asia, or Australasia, or in other parts of the world. God bless you, for he has allowed you to hold your hand on heart as you are doing right now, and I'm doing the same thing. I say you put your hand on heart and sing the song, Yet let agape flourish. And there's a reason why the Lord commanded and instructed that we put our hand on heart as we sing what we call the national anthem of the, of the vision of the great nation called Agape. Agape is a nation, Agape is a house, Agape is a home for his people. So when we put our hand to our heart, we are saying what I'm singing right now. I believe it in my heart and I'd like to practice it. And this time, the God of Israel is helping me, is leading me to let the people learn to appreciate and understand that until we have applied the vision, until we apply the agape, we are just in agape and still not agape. So I want to thank you all who are able to be here. I want to ask that my God, the God of Israel, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, will bless you in a mighty way and address all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Yeshua Mashiach, Jesus the Christ. May God bless you as you continue with the service. I have already shared and I believe from what I have already said, people, those who have ears, let them hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. Particularly in this case, the Church of God called Agape for All Nations Ministry International. As we are in the season of applying the reality, the reality, of the agape. That's why we say, hashtag the real agape. God bless you, you may take your seats. I'm going to share with you, as I believe I've already shared, for those who have ears, have already heard, where what God is saying, what the Spirit of the Lord, which is the Holy Spirit, who, who is with us, the Ruach HaKodesh, who is with us, who leads me and leads us and directs us directing the church of God, directing the servants of God in what they have to say and what they have to do. This is the doing of the Lord. And I thank God for He is here with us. And on this day, when I say He, it's Him, Jehovah, through the Ruach of the the Holy Spirit, working with us. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Our God is a good God. Even as I'm saying this, um, I want to share with you, I am going to share with you the word of God right now um, in continuation of what I say to about praying. I can just mention this point to you that the Lord, many things that God says to me when he speaks, but one of the things that you should just say to the sake of God right now, the Lord was saying to me the other day in many ways, he was, he came to me with his spirit. Saying to me, may you send the message to my church and my people to stop praying the way they pray, to stop even making shouts, shout the way they shout in the faith, 
changing that they are, that are completely out of scripture, that are completely at variance with his word. One of the many things that God has said to me is that may the people of God please take note. Just I just have to drop this before I leave the seat. May the people of God please take note of this warning and advice and direction that the Ruach of the Holy Spirit has said to me, tell my people in the church of God to stop praying in ignorance of scripture. When for many people when they pray, they can even cry presumably in the spirit. And the Ruach of the Holy Spirit has been saying to me, I'm not involved in that kind of fear. But no make such, such, such sound and such noise. And they are shouting things like, Come down, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come down. Holy Spirit, come down. Holy Spirit, come down. Holy Spirit, come down. I think you all know what I'm saying. But some many people, when they are praying, they are saying that statement these days. They even shout, they even sing it. They even say it as if it's a, it's a testimony. That, oh, when I was in the conference, or oh, I went to that church and I went to that place and I went to this and that other place, and the Holy Spirit jumped down. Oh my God, the Holy Spirit jumped down. Oh my God, they begin to speak and they can even start to speak and begin to cry. And when they are saying that, and the Lord is saying to me very strongly that whenever from the day you hear someone saying that, tell them to shut up and sit down. Because when they do that, when they say that, they are saying things and doing things out of complete ignorance. And that statement is completely at variance with Scripture. Is completely at variance with the Word of God. Hallelujah, Church of God. When people shout and say, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, come down, Holy Ghost, come down. That is ignorance of scripture and the operations of the triune God. God the Father and God the Son are seated right now according to scripture. Those who know scripture, God the Son and God the Father are on the throne, seated, and the Son of God, Yeshua HaMashiach, is seated at the right hand of God the Father. That's what scripture says. From the day Yeshua HaMashiach rose again, you see the three in one, they operate in a unique way. Because of their love for the world before his people. When God created the world, he created the world because he loved the world so much. Yeah, that's why the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. The very same world that we make it, the world is God loves it. So he sent his only son, Yeshua Hamashiach, who came in the form of Emmanuel, God with us. For your own information, this is this is a proper revelation. As a prophet of God, God speaks to me in spite of my fault and my failures. I, I don't understand this. This is God who, I don't understand why God speaks to me, but He speaks to me because He called me to be a servant. And whenever I'm sitting down, no matter where I am, I hear His voice. I hear Him speaking to me. He gives me a word for His church. He gives me a word for His people. And this is another word that I'm releasing to you as a prophet of God to the nations and to the saints. And the Lord has said to me, if you people need to understand this, you need to understand how the key in God works. I believe by revelation that the time when Yeshua Hamashiach 
is at the Christ Court Ornament, right? Well, who came here on earth? The Bible says his, his name was Emmanuel, God with us. Which I believe that at that time, Rita Shevoko, the Almighty God, our Father, remained on the throne. And where Yeshua Hamashiach, Holy Jesus Christ, is right now at the right end of the God. That's where the Holy Spirit was. Because there are three in one. <laughs> so, when the other one was down here, Yeshua Hamashiach, the Lord of Abodesh was up there. That's why until Yeshua Hamashiach, Joel prophesied, and they said things will come again, when the Holy Spirit shall come, my goodness, my goodness, it shall come to pass. The Holy Spirit, or Lord Abodesh, was sitting at the right hand of God the Father when Yeshua Hamashiach was here on earth. For God so loved the world. Then came a time when the Yeshua Hamashiach did what he had to do. And according to the prophecies of the Spirit of God, for those who understand how the Spirit of God works, he worked like that from prophet after prophet. So the people of God would come, that's when the Holy Spirit would come down. From the time of Noah, the Holy Spirit would come down literally because he was, he was rested and blessed in heaven. And so he would come down. So it would make sense for people to say the Holy Spirit came down. But he would come and go. He would then come. And you know the story of the, of the ark is that they, 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 it was, the Holy Spirit was represented by the bird, the, the, that, that dove, which is according to scripture, went away at some point later on if you read the story. That it went and came back, it went and came back, and the moment it, the, that dove gave the evidence to, to, to know that everything is now fine, the Bible says it flew out again and never came back. <laughs> he went back to heaven. And then he would then come back and land on one prophet. And the prophet starts prophesying, that says the Lord. He would then land on another one, that says the Lord. Yeshua Hamashiach remained up in heaven. Well, the Holy Spirit come down, land on this one, come down, land on that one. Until Yeshua Hamashiach himself came. And through man, the virgin, he was born. And he became Emmanuel, God with us. You know what happened? The Bible then says, on the day that Yeshua Hamashiach was so called baptized, <laughs> so called baptism, because they, they exchanged. The moment Yeshua Hamashiach came down on earth, the Holy Spirit went to sit at the right end of God. And then he came down on the day of baptism. And then the three were seen together. And the Bible now says, God the Father spoke. And the Holy Spirit was landing on Yeshua Hamashiach. The three in one in the way. That's the only time they descended on earth together, the three of them. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And the glory of God was there. And the Lord God Almighty spoke from heaven. He spoke from the throne and shouted and said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. He said those words, and the Holy Spirit descended on him. That was the Ruach that God descending on him. Because the Bible says, John says, you will see him and you know him. The one on whom the Holy Spirit will land and remain. That is the one. And he landed. after landing on prophet after prophet, he would land on the prophet and leave, land on this prophet and go, land, until he eventually found his resting place on one of his own, Yeshua Hamashiach. And that day, 
you begin to operate in the spirit, begin to preach the gospel, you begin to do the work, and the real Havodesh went back to sit at the right hand. This is by revelation. Because the two will always be in heaven at the throne, and one will always be here. So while Emmanuel God with us was here for three years, he was doing ministry. The Holy Spirit, the Lord Havodesh, was enabling him. That's why he ended him at the baptism day. That's what happened. You need to understand this, Maria Kata. So if he was here doing the work of God, doing good, Bible says he went about doing good, healing the sick, doing all those good things that says that in the book of Acts chapter 10. That's what he did. And the Holy Ghost was with him. And we saw the evidence of the Holy Ghost descending on him. Then after his ministry, the Bible makes it very clear. He's Spoke himself very clearly that I'm going. He actually said in the book of Luke, he spoke to Yeshua Hamashiach, spoke to the disciples, and he said to them, Wait for me, carry ye in Jerusalem. Wait for me, and you shall see the power of the Ghost. So they did, they listened. Then you heard the story of Acts chapter 2, the so called Pentecost story. They were obeying the instruction of Lord, the Lord Yeshua Hamashiach. When he rose again, the Bible says, he said, I'm not going to leave you. I'll send you another. another He shall abide with you forever. This is an instruction and a warning to the church. As the Holy Ghost has told me that many people around the church in the so-called Pentecostal church have missed it. I'm missing it on this aspect. They are lost, they keep praying and saying, Holy Ghost, come down. Just because they are making reference to what happened in the past. They are making reference to what happened at Pentecost. They are forgetting that John had prophesied even all these things would happen. Then, when, when Yeshua Hamashiach went up to heaven, according to the promise he gave, the Lord of the Holy Ghost came down, yes, like tongues of fire has happened. The Lord saw it visibly. Happened. That's when he came down to the church according to the prophecy made by Joel, which we all know. That was prophecy fulfilled, which Yeshua Hamashiach himself had made the promise that I'm sending you another comforter, you shall abide with him forever. So, guess what, church? Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Since that day, which is described in Acts chapter 2, since that day, as Yeshua Hamashiach ascended in heaven, and the set at the right hand of God the Father, and you have got the confirmation from heaven. Because, because the Bible says, when he was, he was being stoned, Stephen, he saw Yeshua sitting at the right hand of God the Father. But after sitting, there was another testimony, because he's the only one who saw Yeshua Mashiach giving him a standing ovation. Because the Bible tells us that only in the end of heaven did Yeshua Mashiach stand, he saw him standing. Which means because of the way he stood for the word of God, Yeshua Mashiach gave him a standing ovation. But generally, the father sits at the throne, so that the son of the right hand. And when he, he went up to heaven, scripture, the spirit of God descended on him. That's the only time you should, if you are talking about the Holy Spirit came, say the Holy Spirit came down that day. He is now with us. You abide with you forever. You know this is scriptural. But it's funny how people ignore scripture that they know and when they 
make reference to this thing. When the Holy Spirit, when things happen in the church, they will hear people say, you know what I'm saying? You hear people say, the Holy Spirit came down. We are Shut up if you say that. The Holy Spirit Whenever people say that, whenever the church of God is saying, Oh, the Holy Spirit came down that church or that day, oh indeed the Holy Spirit came down. Oh my God, that day oh indeed the Holy Spirit came down. Oh they begin to speak in tongues and they begin to cry when they are saying that. That's five times. Because there is no way the Holy Spirit can celebrate you saying that. You are saying he came down that weekend or that particular service. He came down. Yet he's already here with us. He's already supposed to be inside of you. You are still saying the Holy Spirit came down at the service. Or the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost came down at the conference. Are you with me, church? It's a very serious matter that the Lord has revealed to me as a prophet of God to the nations and to the same. This is one of the things that will help you to understand. That indeed I'm raised and called by God to be a prophet of God to the nations and to the saints. And I'm saying here, thus saith the Lord to the church of God. And Lord, those who have ears hear this way. For many, even in the Pentecostal church, even in the Pentecostal world, many are lost in this regard. And the Holy Ghost, the Lord of Abodesh is crying, has been telling me this, that as he says ears when he hears people of God, even servants of God, speaking like this. Yet they know scripture. Well, there is scripture that made reference to. I've not given you the best act of it. You know what I'm saying. You know this. You go and find them. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit, the Ruach Hakodesh, is right here on earth with us. He abides with us forever according to the promise. Thus, He is the one who leads the prophets of God, the servants of God, the apostles of Yeshua Hamashiach. They are. That's why Peter, Paul, he was describing himself as an apostle of Jesus Christ. Yeshua Hamashiach through the leading of the Holy Spirit. He is with us here. He abides with us forever. Through Christ, Yeshua Hamashiach, Holy Spirit is supposed to be in you, on you, and around you right now. Where do you expect or ask him to come down from? Holy Spirit, come down. Holy Ghost, come down. From where? Joel prophesied it and it happened. The Holy Spirit came down and descended on Yeshua Hamashiach, like I said, meaning that while Yeshua Hamashiach and Emmanuel was down here on earth, it was, 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 was here with us. The Ruach Hakodesh was God, the Father. The Holy Spirit came down on the day of the Pentecost, like I said, fulfilled God's prophecy and in honor of the promise made by made to the disciples by Yeshua Hamashiach himself. You can check that even in the book of Acts chapter 1, verse 8. He says, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And that's what happens in Acts chapter 2. Hallelujah, somebody. Can I just ask you to stand up and pray? Just pray for us. Pray for me. Pray for yourself. Pray for the church of God. For, for God to forgive us. Forgive you. For God to forgive us and the church of God. Because there are many who are in error concerning this thing. Please rise up and just pray with me. Let God hear us. Let God, let this message hopefully go through the people. People hear this. The church of God needs to hear this. The people of God need to hear this. That I spoken as the prophet of God to the nations and to the saints. I'm releasing the word of God and I'm saying once again, just say it the Lord. Just pray, pray. Please stand on behalf of the church and pray.
thank your mighty Father, Yahweh, the Holy One of Israel. You are such a good God. You love us so much. You don't want us to perish, your Father God. So many of us, my God, have been doing church of our God all these years, of our God. Even in the so-called Pentecostal, doing things, my saying things, my that's out of emotion, saying things, my Father, that are totally contrary to you. Saying things, oh my father, that will make the whole people cringe and cry while he is around us. You rock a half of Yeshua, we are supposed to do the dinner, and the email through Jesus Christ, Yeshua, Hashem, Lord, and our Savior, Moreva, Sakayasa. Confirm that God is with us. 
How many of you remember that event when I, I had just spent hours and hours teaching, teaching the praise and worship team, the music, the harmony team, as they, uh, we call it. In the background, they, the, those who know, you know, they were there. I took the team. That day I came from, from clarity, full of the anointing, full of the, the, the way God says praise and worship music, the national church should be done. And I took them that very day of the conference. I took aside the whole team. Although I was meeting with them at camps and stuff like that. But that particular weekend, they always said, teach them more. And I taught them. And then they came that afternoon to do it according to the way I taught them. Some of you will remember what happened when we were at the dome. How many of you remember that? The dome opened, literally. There was water, there was rain in the place. People, things were happening that everyone could see. Angels were there. What happened on that day? The glory of God. Came down. 2012, yes. But people, even people at the you see, God is so good. He, the, the, this vision, God gave me the name of the place we shall, wherever we shall build the place or a church, God said it must be called the miracle of ancient. God gave me that name. And that very time, that very day, because the glory of God came down, people who were with me, who were sitting by my side, who were, who were uh, hosting us, Noah, this is not a, a fake story, this is a reality that happened in front of everyone. People saw things they never seen before. The, the people who worked at the dome, they saw the dome open, they, they thought they, there was no roof anymore. It was not just witnessed by their other saints, but the workers, they saw it and they wondered what was happening. Number one, number two, remember the miracle rain that was collected. The rain came into the door. It was not raining outside. It jammed. How can I, what can I say? What can I say? And God made sure that the rain which was coming out of the door was not collected by an agape saint. Because if it was an agape child who had collected the rain in a bucket and brought it to us and showed it to the church, people would have thought, no, it's taking it. The rain was collected by the people who worked for the job, who were amazed to see rain dropping from the ceiling, but there was no hole. There was nothing. There was no break in the roof. But they collected the rain that was brought, if you check the video, even the DVD for that particular Sunday, you will see that one of my daughters brought a bucket full of rain. Which was collected not by her, not by an adapter saint or an adapter saint, by the workers of the room. They said, This is amazing. We just collected the rain which came into this room. And the people were feeling the rain on their bodies. People were feeling the rain on their, on their shirts and their limbs, on their faces. You remember what happened? That is another example of the glory of God. And if you doubt, you then find that people who were in the vision, who were in the dome, I was still leading the vision there. I was still their host. And God chose to do that in our presence. What other thing can then cause someone to doubt that this is not a servant of God or this is not the real church of God at that? Yet people experience such things, such miracles. God says we shall experience signs and wonders in the vision. And the people saw the signs and wonders. The glory of God comes down. God has to speak, to give me this very strong message to the church. And it had to come on that anniversary, on the 14th anniversary, going forward, that we move in ignorance. We don't move in ignorance, but we move in knowledge of scripture. 
and applying the word as it is. Never again, ever, shall anyone in hashtag the real agape, agape for all nations international, should pray and even say statements like, Holy Ghost, come down. Holy Spirit, come down. Never again. For the church of God, we are marching on. Hallelujah. Coming down, down, down. Coming down, down, down. The glory of the Lord is coming down. When the saints begin to pray, for the Lord to have his way. The glory of the Lord is coming down. Sing it with me. Coming down, down, down. Coming down, down, down. The glory of the Lord is coming down. When the saints begin to pray, for the Lord to have his way. The glory of the Lord is coming down. Somebody shout hallelujah, Gabi So far, are you blessed so far? Hallelujah. Knowing that your father, Prophet Apostle Shokombishi, has come with the word of God again. As we continue the message I've already preached in my view, there's no bigger message than the one I've already shared in the church of God. But I'll continue now. I'm going to continue on a package. So far, the title of the message is Charity begins at home. This is the, the, the theme that God gave me for the conference 2021. Charity begins at home. I've already shared the word. I believe that for those who have ears, I've already shared a lot of things in my prayer that the Holy Spirit made me to pray. I've already shared um, a big message in this message that I've already shared. It's huge. I could just stop here. But I continue, I just touch on the scripture, just the scripture. That, that confirms what I've already said so far, and I'll share a bit. It's a continuation. This is my continuing thing until tomorrow. Charity begins at home. Can you say it together with me? Charity begins at home. Charity begins at home. How many of you know what the word charity means? Okay, if you don't know, okay, can we open the scripture, our best scripture for the whole conference? Our best scripture for the whole conference is 1 Corinthians chapter 18, reading from verses 1 to 18. You will be amazed if you have ever read 1 Corinthians. And for your own information, it's one of the most read chapters in the whole world. For your own information. This chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 18, is one of the most read chapters. It is read by believers and non-believers alike. It is read at conferences, it is read at the funerals, it is read at weddings, it is read at many, many places. First Corinthians chapter 18. Yet it is one of the least of one of the least understood and one of the least applied in his word. And why and how it is so critical and so central to the vision of Father. I know you have read it before, but this time, as we are applying the vision, you will begin to have a different understanding. And it's my prayer that you have an applicable practication. I like that word, applicable practication. Oh, I've never said that before. But hey, that's a new one for you. Applic uh, <laughs> practical practice. 
Applicable application. <laughs> Practical application. That's what I meant to say. But I think I like the word applicable practication. <laughs> Practical application is equal, is equal to applicable practication of scripture. For that's what agape has to be moving forward. We cannot afford to continue to speak agape from Roman church just in our mouth and not put it in practice. We might as well go back to other church. Can someone, can you read the reader please? I know we all know the scripture, but let us read together. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1 through to 13. First Corinthians chapter 13, from verse 1 to 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my gifts to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profited me nothing. Charity suffereth long, and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in the in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that mm. which is perfect is come, then mm. that which mm. is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass, darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part. But then shall I know even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. God bless you. God bless you. If you have your... Can you read the same in NIV very quickly? First Corinthians chapter 13. Uh, in New... International version. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy 
and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge. And if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, what mm. is in part disappears. Mm. When I was a child, I talked mm. like a child. I thought like mm. a child. I reasoned mm. like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now mm. we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now mm. I know in part. Then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now mm. these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. Mm. But the greatest mm. of these is love. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I just wanted you to see the different here. This is where sometimes it helps. Uh, those of you who have time uh, later on, read the same chapter in the Amplified version. That's the Amplified part of it. And you see, uh, begin I, the, the point, the God of Agathe, the God of Israel, now wants people to not just read this chapter. The time for application has come. Charity begins at home. The original King James Version is the one that means the word charity because that's the original the name. It says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and they have not charity, I am become as a sounding brass or a tingling cymbal. The one you just read, NIV, um, uh, does not use that word. It says, uh, when I have not loved, so they diluted the meaning of the original from charity to love. You know that's where the word charity organizations come from. The church, every church, even when the churches are registered in the United Kingdom and in other parts of the world, funny enough, thankfully they resorted to the original because the church of God by your, for your own information, Michael, Michael. Every church, God has wanted, Michael, for every church to put into practice their garden. 
But they have not missed it. They missed the, the, the vision. They do things in different churches with different assignments and different things. But yet the core thing was for every church to learn to apply the charity. So much so that even the government, when they register the churches, they say, no, these are not ordinary organizations. These are charity organizations. They must be organizations of the true, unconditional love of God. The charity is in its original sense. Ay, 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 ay. The true love of God, which is unconditional. That's why you find even the non the non-governmental organizations called NGOs are also referred to as charity organizations. You find that when there's a war, like right now, there's war in Afghanistan, we are free, and there's workers everywhere. But when the charity organizations come in, they don't care who is in, who is free. They just come in to give love to everyone. They drop food to the enemies of their own country. Because they are applying the agape, unconditional, my God. When they go with the plane, the plane is full of food. They drop that food. They don't care who's going to pick it. They don't say, no, we are going to bring this only to our friends, only to those we like. No, when the airplane is flying, you know what I'm saying? Some of you have seen the charity organization dropping food. They don't know who's going to pick it. That is proper charity. Loving somebody in spite of who they are. You don't even know who that person is. But you extend your love. That is unconditional love. That person may have even bombed your father, your sister yesterday. That person may have been the one who, who, who has contributed to the bombing of another place. But when the time comes for giving food to those people who are in need, the charity organization will not look at who is where, who is what. They don't care about that. They just apply the love. No? Scatter. Scatter the love. Charity. Unconditional. It does not look at who is that. It does not look at your background. It does not look at your story. It does not look at the kind of person, whether you are good or bad. And good or bad is in terms of human definitions anyway. Therefore, talks even love your enemies. You see, the charities, they do exactly that, the charity organization. They give, they drop food, they drop things, they do things in love, true love. Charity organization. Look, the, 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 the registration officials of the churches, they know that the churches must apply unconditional love. So they give, <laughs> their documentation when they are registered, they are called a charity organization. But where is that charity? Where is the love? You find that it is in the church where there is a lot of attacking one another. I've said to you before, and I can say it again now, that the only army in the world that I know that shoots its own wounded is the Christian army. And it's sad, sad, sad. Because then they lose their charity. They may be called a charity organization, but there's no charity in the church. Because the so-called leader, if judgment has to come, it must start with us, the leaders. I don't even want to call myself one. Because it is the leaders of the so-called churches who are at the forefront of trying to bury the other servant of God or the other child of God. They are at the forefront of shooting others. Yet they are the so-called leaders. They don't want another one to rise. They, don't want, they just want to shoot each other down. 
the, the leaders of the charity organizers. Can you imagine? Are you with me, church? Amen. Yet the same people, they read 1 Corinthians 13 a lot. They read it. Pam Romo Church. Just word of mouth. They don't apply it at all. In fact, they apply the opposite. They are busy shooting each other. They are busy destroying the other brother, the other sister. Like I've said before, people of God, they operate and they behave and act as if they are part of the Godhead. They operate and behave as if they are part of the Trinity. In fact, they would never be part of the Trinity because the Trinity does not treat people like that. The Trinity God treats people with charity. With love. God loves his people. Charity way. But the people of God and the servants of God do not love the people of God charity way. They are selfish, ambitious, and destructive. They are all for their own positions and posts, as they are called. So they become very worrisome of their own position. And so they want to destroy everyone who threatens their office and position. And they will find a verse to destroy that person. I have called the vision of Agape is called the Bible bashing. You can find a verse to describe any situation. That's the beauty about the Bible. But they look at the scripture in isolation. You can pick one verse. Yes, it can address that, but there are other verses that will then put the whole thing into context and you will think it right before you act. People don't do that. They just pick one verse and they use it to, to destroy someone. God would never do that. Why? He's the master of charity. So this chapter we have read, which will be this our best chapter of the whole conference. It finishes in 13 by saying, Now abide this victory. These are the three that remain forever. Faith, hope, and love. And which one of them is the greatest? Charity. Now, and you charity organizations, and you leaders of charity organizations, are you practicing charity? What are you doing? What are you doing to the brother? I shared with you the message of where is your brother? God said to Cain, where is your brother? And his response was, am I my brother's keeper? Yet he is the one who just murdered his own brother. He just buried his own brother. The church is busy doing that, am I my brother's keeper? The servants of God, the leaders of the church are busy destroying other leaders. And they call it whatever they call it. They have justification for what they do. I'm speaking as a prophet of God to the nation. And I'm praying that other leaders of other churches will hear this message. That heaven is not pleased with this kind of approach. And the many so-called servants of God will be surprised when they find themselves on the opposite side of heaven. Simply because of failure to apply and practice First Corinthians with the leader of Simply because of failure to apply the commandment. If you look, the Lord has been speaking to me a lot these days about the commandments that were given by Yeshua Hamashiach, the owner of the church, the chief shepherd of the church. Just look at the ones he gave himself. The commandments he gave, if you look at them, the Lord was saying to me, if people, the church of God would just, at least just concentrate on the commandments that Yeshua Hamashiach gave. Every time he opened his mouth to speak, when he was Emmanuel, God with us. One of them was very clear. Judge not so that you will not be judged. 
But how many churches, how many leaders of churches are busy judging the other person? How many are doing that every day? They can even open their mouth and say, they rabbi someone, they destroy someone, they say, you hear them say, I'm not judging. Shut up, you just did. You are just doing that. And you are putting into the minds of other people and your hearers judgment of another person. You are condemning, you are condemning the church into condemnation, going against the instruction of Yeshua, Mashiach, the leader of the church, who says you should not judge. And when you judge others, you are awaiting judgment yourself. You may be apostle, you may call yourself whatever title you have, call yourself. But as long as you are not operating according to scripture and not applying the charity in the church, be, don't be surprised. Yes, you, you, when your day comes, people can sing songs and say, this was the great man of God, as they can say. Maybe he never did anything that people knew. Because I know that there's no human being on earth who is completely without fault. Never. Never. And God knows all your faults. God knows all your weakness, which you have kept to, to yourself. You be the talking about the one whose secrets have been exposed, whose failures have been exposed, as if you are yourself part of the Trinity. So, a day may come when you can get buried, and people have not known of your faults. But heaven knows. And don't, you will be surprised yourself when you find yourself on the opposite side of heaven. Mark my words. This is the word of the Lord to the church. Many are going to miss, miss it because of ignoring the commandments of Yeshua Hamashiach to the church. Judge not so that you not be judged. Love one another as I have loved you. Do unto others as you like them to unto you. Look at those commandments. You'll be amazed. Do unto others as you would like them to unto you. No one wants anyone to speak bad about them. No one. That's what you want. You don't want people to talk about you. You don't want people to talk bad about you. But you are busy talking bad about others. Even on the pulpit for your, for your own information, for that matter. Many people are disrespecting the pulpit. Using the pulpit to, to, to destroy saints and the people and other children of God. Using the pulpit for that reason. And God is watching People are buying them suits and clothes and all that stuff when they are busy doing that, destroying each other. They will be surprised, mark my words. Only you will not know, but they will know on the day. You will bury them with all the beautiful words and say all the glorious things because you never had, you never had anything bad in God's about them. And so you think this is the only one, this is the one, the righteous person. They will be surprised when they find themselves on the opposite side of heaven. Mark my words. Hear me, house of Judah. Watch. Watch, watch, church, the commandments, the particular that Yeshua Hamashiach, the owner of the church, he is the owner of the church, he is the chief shepherd of the church, he is the one who gave instruction to the church, he is the one who is the bridegroom, he is the one who is coming to, and I, I need people to understand this, he is the one who is coming to marry the church. God the Father has given, has betrothed his son to the church. And he is the one who is going to marry the church. The church is his bride. And he is the bridegroom. When we say we shall meet with him in the clouds, it means that will be the wedding day. No one owns the church except him. 
But some people, when they speak, they speak as if they own the church. They are the church. And so they can deal with anyone. You hear them, people say, I'm going to deal with this one. I'm going to deal with this one. Who are you to deal with people? Who are you to deal with other people? Yet God is giving you charity every day. You say, you, madam, God is giving you charity every day. You mess up in your thoughts. You mess up in your behavior. There are so many things that you you may, you may be smart enough or clever enough to, to let it never be known. But God knows your thoughts, your thinking. In fact, God knows and other people know they can see the things you do on the pulpit when you are opening your mouth every day to try and destroy another Christian, another child of God. You have no right to do that. Leave judgment of people to God. Preach the gospel of Yeshua HaMashiach and Him crucified and stop there. Preach the message of charity and love. And apply the message. Don't just preach it. That's why we sing the message. Let agape flourish by the preaching, but it doesn't stop there. And the doing of his word and the praising of his name. When you do that, we have the agape. Ladies and gentlemen, First Corinthians is encapsulates the agape. We are here today celebrating the 14th anniversary of the vision and the church of God. You must understand there's a difference between the vision and the church. I received the vision, I, by the grace of God, by His grace, I received the vision in June 2007. The church knows this very well. It's well documented. It was not a mystery. It was not something that I had planned. It was not something that I even asked God to do. In fact, you know it very well that I heavily protested even to God. And it's documented as well. That God, I said, you are not picking the right person. So when you hear someone saying, oh, he's not the right person to lead that, you tell them that even he himself told God that. Even he himself told God that, I'm sorry God, you picked the right person. And God said, in spite of all that you are saying, in spite of all, I know you exactly who you are, I know your fault and your weakness and everything, but you are the one. And to prove that I'm the one who has picked, whoever else may say, we'll ask them if they are the one who got the vision in 2007. It was not him or her or anyone else who got the vision of Agape in 2007. It was him who appeared to me. And it is documented that I said, I know I'm a human being. I know I'm a God. Every true prophet of God will know that. Even Isaiah said the same thing when the prophet of God came upon me. He said, how can you come upon me? I'm a man of unclimates. I'm a dead man. I speak bad upon people, about people. How can the Holy Spirit come and occupy me and I become a prophet? How is that possible? I asked the same question. Even Moses said, how can you pick me? I, he tried to find all kinds of reasons, human reasons, why he could not be a servant of God. God is not looking for those who are, are, who are holy because no one, no human being is holy. If he was looking for holy people, no one would ever leave the church of God because only he is holy. Holiness is an attribute we achieve when we are heaven, when we are It's the ultimate goal. It's the ultimate thing for every child of God. But that, uh, that, that's what Yeshua Amashiach is preparing for us when he meets with us in the club. Hallelujah. So God is saying, while we are here on earth, as his servants, as his children, we must apply the agape. First Corinthians chapter 13 is one of them. He's tabulated it, put it in writing. 
And so he said, we need to go through this. And they let the church know that they've been reading this for too many years. Many, many years. This chapter is read at many, many places. At many, many forums. And forums. And you know what I'm saying. But there's no application. The person who may be reading it today just did damage to another person yesterday. And soon after reading the scripture, they are going to do damage to another person the next few hours. It doesn't matter. Pam Romotel, just say it, just read it. I received the vision in 2007. It is the vision that gave birth to the church. Are you with me? Because the church and the vision are <laughs> two sides of the same coin. They are not one and the same thing. They are two sides of the same coin. People need to understand the difference. I received the vision of Agape for All Nations Ministry International in 2007. And in the vision is the embodiment of the Church of God called Agape for All Nations. And the church started in August 2007. Are you with me? The vision gave birth to the church. And the church is the house of God. Hallelujah. Is the spiritual home for those that God is called to this house. You need to know how God works. He brings people just like any home. Each home is different. Each home has got its own part. Each home has got its own regulations and rules and codes of conduct. It's the same thing in the spiritual. So when he gave us the when he gave me the vision, he then gave me instructions for the church. So within the vision is the embodiment of the church. The church becomes the house of God, which is our spiritual home. And when he has, God has called some people, including myself and you, so there's nothing here in the house of people. Nothing I can do or say, bad or good, that can remove me from this house. It's God who put me in. And there's nothing you can say or you can do that can remove you from this house. It's up to you yourself to remove. Whenever you said the story of the prodigal son, it is him who left his house and he decided to come back. The house was still there. Hallelujah. Okay. The house was still there. He had to come back. The father was still there. No matter what his views of the father were, I'm sure when he was out there, he was saying bad things about the father. I'm sure he was saying all sorts of things. My father is terrible. So I had to get out and do my own thing. But the father remained there. He didn't mean, the Bible doesn't say the father was a perfect man or holy man. No, he was just the father of that house. And the son left. But you may leave, but you belong to this house. Even if you go and join yourself in another house, you are not, you don't belong there. You will never feel comfortable. As long as you have left your house, and I speak to those who have left the garden for the whatever reason, you will never feel comfortable anyway. And you know this is true. You know it in your heart of hearts. You owe it yourself to just come back to your father and to your home. And you find things will begin to go well again for you. This is the way God works. God has called his servants, many of them. And I respect and appreciate all of them. And through this season, God has allowed me to meet a lot of them. You find the attitude of the true servants of God is very different from the attitude of the so-called people of God who just, who just speak with the spirit of self-righteousness. True servants of God have an understanding, a bigger understanding of the picture of God. When he says, my, your ways are not my ways, your thoughts are not my thoughts. But sure, people want to remain with their thoughts. People want to remain with their ways. They don't care 
about the ways of God or the thoughts of God. So when I receive the vision, the embodiment of the church, the house of God, you see, I shall dwell together in the house, the spiritual home, the vision is the agape. The church is the house, agape for all nations, which is the, which is to practice the vision. Hear me, house of Peter. The church, afanami, or the real agape, is to practice the vision, the agape. Are you with me? The church, which is the house, your spiritual home, and I'm saying charity begins at home. It is this church, this house, which must apply what is embodied in the vision. And what is embodied in the vision is the agape. It is the house, the church of God, called Akhanam, or the real agape. It is this house, which must apply the vision, which is the agape, enshrined in First Corinthians chapter 13, just read, and the other scriptures that come associated with it, including uh, John chapter 13, 34 and 35. Which you shall talk about later. Hear me, House of Judah. Keep saying this until we get it. It's time for reflection. As the God of Agape taught us, he has shared with you. He said, no more talking of, of, of feedback. People did feedback and did not apply. That's why for many years, they said it was growing and growing and growing in numbers only, but not in quality of understanding of the vision and its ethics. And the things that hold the vision together, which is the word charity. Pam Roma Church was prevalent throughout. People were just enjoying the miracles. People were just enjoying the signs and wonders. The signs and wonders, the miracles, no one can deny that they happen. People have got testimony that happened in their own lives. No matter where they are, they cannot deny. There are people who got married and they wanted to marry other people. And as a prophet of God, I said, no, if you want to get married, the Lord is telling me, that's your wife, that's the one with your wife. The other person you are pursuing can never be wife. And they try to pursue, they pursue you. Many people know what I'm saying. To prove that there is a prophet in the house. They even ignored me and they would pursue one girl and pursue another one and pursue another one until we get ready to come and say, ah, they do what you say. Can I try now? That I said, I told you. All those girls you are trying, is none of them is going to be your one. But God has shown me that that one is the one who is supposed to be your one. And the day they go to that person, Straight away, they talk to each other the next thing, and I'm telling you now, a lot of them are husband and wife, a lot of them are children, they've got children today because of that prophecy. Now you're going to ask those people. So, if you believe that this man of God is not a real man of God, he's not a real prophet, what about the wife you have? What do you say about the children you have? Some even came back to ask me for the names of their children, and God gave me the name. They are still calling them that. Are they going to change the name? People live in ignorance and they, they are moved by emotion instead of moved by the word of God. And I thank God for you, hashtag the real agape. You are there and God is going to bring more of you to begin to now operate in understanding of scripture, not to be pushed by emotional feelings. So they are living with testimony in the house, testimony of their own wife or their own husband. In some cases I say to the lady, no, these are all these are the guys you are pursuing are not your guy. This is your guy. Yeah, and they know what I'm saying. Right now, they are sitting in their home as husband and wife. They have children. And they are enjoying their homes. So what happened to that prophet? You still now call him fake prophet. But the wife you have, or the children you have. Some are not going to have children. And I said, come, the Lord God, God the is anointed me. I'm going to pray for you now. You have a child. I pray. 
and you have them give testimonies. They are open, even the CDs and DVDs. They have a child, a testimony. Not just one, some have not two or three. Or as a result of that prophecy. Open prophecy. But the next time they move, move out of emotion and they say, ah, well, that's judgment. They are busy making judgment. They are now the same people are busy trying to destroy the church of God, Agado for all trying to destroy the very same prophet whose prophetic gifts and prophetic instincts have got proof in their own home every day. God will judge them in time. He is not, they may not be judged of men, but when God says judge not, that will not be judged. You are saying, leave the judgment to me. I'm the one who will deal with that. So this is the house that we belong. And those people, I can tell you now, wherever they are, everyone who is hearing me this, if they moved away or whatever, those who are called are going to be in this house, they know it, that they are not comfortable wherever they are. They will never be. And if it happens, I pray it will not happen. But their day, the last day, they will come when they are outside of the house. Imagine what would have happened to the prodigal son if he had died outside of the house. Whatever is justification for living in the house. Imagine what would have happened to him if he had not come back home in time. Hear me, house of Judah. Hear me, Agatha. Hear me, house of Judah. Hear me, Agatha. One of my sons was given this song to sing. Hear me, house of Judah. Hear me, Agatha. He mentioned the prophet, really. Before believe, prophet And then he goes on to say, In this day, today believe, prophet and you shall prosper. People are singing that song and they prosper. The fruits of prophet, prophetic inspiration, prophetic instruction, prophetic statement are in their homes every day. They've got the evidence, and that evidence will be on the judgment table when they arrive at the throne of grace on that day. The Lord will say, you are saying all these things, but what about this and this you have in your heart? The Ruach HaKodesh, Yeshua HaMashiach himself said, and let the church understand it. No, there's nothing that a human being can do that is that does not qualify for forgiveness. Nothing, no matter how you can describe a person and say they did this and they did that and they did it again and again and again. That's up to you, human people. But God's charity will find that person again and again. And Yeshua Hamashiach said, and you need more scripture, the only thing that a human being cannot be forgiven is blaspheming the Holy Spirit. How many people understand this? When people open their mouths to speak against prophets of God, who, whose benefits of prophecy they, they have evidence of in their house, even in their own life, that is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. When people talk about the books that were written through the leading of the Holy Spirit, and they say, I'm going to bend them, we're going to do that, that is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. There's nothing I have said or will ever say in front of God's people. There is nothing that I've written in the books for God's people that I wrote out of my own thing or out of my own head. God strike me dead if I'm lying. Nothing. 
And so someone dares to open their mouth and say, what has written Abu's father? What is it that you can find? Contrary to scripture that is written in the books. Is there anything that you can quarrel or challenge in there? Ask someone that question. Those books are benefiting a lot of people, including servants of God all over the world. Those who know scripture. Judge not. Do not do not do not mess about with the Holy Ghost. That's why God says, Judge not my people, that's why my servants. Leave them, let God deal with them, not you. Because you don't understand him. His ways are not your ways. When the envoy sinner envoy doing this, leave him alone. When the people are people of God, they may be an Akashi, they may be a steward, they may be, it doesn't matter what they are. It's not for me to judge them. My duty is to love them in spite of their faults and their weaknesses. That's my duty. That's my call. Are you hearing me, Agape? My duty is not to worry about your comments or your, or, 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 or your analysis of the senior end or your analysis of this and that person. That person. That's not my job. That's the job of of Yeshua, Amashiach, and God. That's why the Bible says he's the only true judge God. That's why he's sitting in the throne. That is the throne of judgment. It's also a throne of grace. But there comes a time when he shall use it for judgment. That's the throne. He's the only one who is qualified to judge. Not you, never you. Never me. If the church of God can understand this, we will live a happier life. Hallelujah. Charity. Begins at home. Well, remember, can you read verse 1 again? 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Wow. I don't know how many people can hear that. How many people, or many of us, are a sounding brass or a tingling cymbal before God? We shall analyze that ch- that chapter. I could preach on it the whole year. That chapter. Now, the way God is giving me to understand this. Read it again, verse one. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. And have not charity. I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. That is talking about speaking. How many people are opening their mouths to speak? How many people are doing that? Charity. They, they, they belong to a charity organization. In that house, like I said before, each charity organization by God's design, it's not only a, 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 a given a, a, a legal document to me. That's what, what happens in registration. That's just an official document. It doesn't even have to be there. Because the official document that, is, that counts is what lies in heaven. When God appoints the person to lead that charity. That person is the one. That, that appointment is what counts. Before heaven. So that person appointed to lead that charity is there now. It's called a charity organization. You now understand why it comes from First Corinthians chapter thirteen. Then the people that come to that charity organization, 
belong to that house. It becomes their house. It becomes their spiritual home. Hallelujah. In the house, each house has got its own household. It has got its own father. For your own information, according to scripture, it is the father who sets the rules of the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. And for each house, God appoints the father. Not for the sons and daughters to appoint themselves in the fatherhood. Because the son can never be a father. The son will never be the father. The son will always be the son. And the father will always be the father. Even if the son goes on to his own children, he will always be a son. You know what I'm saying? Then the house rules, they constitute the code of conduct for each particular house. And we have the house rules in Agape. The vision dynamics, the I believe, all the books that we have, the books of the vision, the pillars of the vision, is just the latest one. This, this, these are the rules of conduct. The code of conduct for this particular act. Just the same as the nations. Each nation, if you want to look at it from the point of view of God, a nation, a country is also a house. He appoints, the Bible says, he's the one who is responsible. He, you may not understand this, you may not under, uh, believe it, you may not want it, but he, that's why he says, once the leader is appointed, God is involved. That person is leading that house for the nation, for that particular period. How he leads that house, it's up to God. It's God who should who judge that person for the way he led the country for that particular period, whether it was for two years or three years, whatever long, however long that person was allowed by God to be president or prime minister or king, whatever it is. They are leading the house of God, his people. And it is God who should judge that person, not you. The same thing with the nation. That's why each nation has got its own constitution. And the constitution, the constitution for each nation becomes the code of, the code of conduct. I'm, I'm expanding this so that it starts with a little house, with just a house by definition and according to God's instruction. The father of the house will set the rules for the house. He sits with his children. And the Bible says the father is, is the priest in his own house. In that house. But when you come to the household agape, there is another fact. <laughs> That's how God works. How God has ordained this situation. That this bigger house now called the church of God agape has got another fact. Where the father, Baba Audimbo, who has got his own house there, will now have to submit to the father of the bigger household agape. And this father of the bigger household that happens is to submit to the father of the bigger household, the United Kingdom or the nation where I belong. I have to abide by the rules and regulations of the country. Are you understanding me, Agape? So each country is equal to a constitution and it has been extended now all the way to the country called Agape, to the kingdom of heaven, where our heavenly father is the It is consistent. There is no other father in heaven except him. The son can never, can never, my God. There's no way the son, Yeshua Messiah, can ever, ever open his mouth and say, Father, done something wrong, I'm going to take over now. The only one who did that was, was Lucifer. And you know who he became? He became the devil. When you, anyone begins to want to take over the position of the father, see how, who you become. See what happened to Absalom when he wanted to take over from his father, David. He was, to, he was judging him. Yes, his father gave the damn things. But it was for God to judge him, not for his son. But the son, he said, I'm going to take over now. God is not acting fast enough. And see what happened to him. When you break biblical protocol, you are applying for disaster yourself. 
So when we are all, we all now belong to the house of God. Hallelujah. In the kingdom of God, where only God the Father is the Father of the house. And He is the one who has got the right power and authority to give us the code of conduct, which we call the Bible. Ay, 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 ay. And we live by it. May the church of God say, Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 13. How many of us are just sounding symbols before God. Yet we can, they can call themselves, we can call preachers and speakers and whatever title they can, we can give, they can give themselves. Yet before God, because they're not applying their purpose, they're busy destroying others. God is just looking at you, you may be holding a microphone at the, at the church, preaching on a paper to a verse, uh, another verse, whatever you're doing. But even, even the faith is Even the members of the church can tell that you are, this day you are talking about sorry, so How many of you know this? They can tell that, oh, today the apostle or, the, or whatever title that person is given, they were preaching about this one. Is that what you are called to do? You think God is amazed by what you are doing? Even if you lay hands on people and you push them and they fall, the Holy Spirit is not involved in that. But people can be misled. But God is saying you are just a sounding symbol. Because you are not applying charity. I want, and this is what the Lord is saying, let this time the church of God agape must now begin to understand this, this chapter in its applicable form and apply it. We are going to dissect it throughout the year. And all the chapters and the scriptures that are connected with, like I said to you before, the scriptures explain themselves. We don't just read one verse and say that's going no. There are many other scriptures that are connected to it which make the, the story complete. Like I said before, people can put a, a verse to pass you. Yes, the verse is there. But if you look at other verses that deal with the matter like that, you'll be surprised that some, some may even sound contradictory. You will be surprised that the word of God will tell you that even you yourself you are thinking like that. Be careful that you also fall into sin. He says, those of you who are trying to judge others, be careful. But you also because the way God knows that you are busy. Scripture says, work out your own salvation with the fear and trembling. And it's all taught in the vision. But people are busy trying to wait to the salvation of others. Yet their own salvation is still working progress. We are all still working progress. No one is complete. Even the man of God points and said, I'm just not, I'm just not, I'm, 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 I haven't tried, I'm still. Up to the time he went to glory, he was not even satisfied that he was there yet. He was not satisfied that he had arrived yet. But a lot of so-called servants of God who are calling themselves with different titles, they think they've already arrived. They speak as if, as if they've already arrived. They are already there. So they are free to judge others now. They hold the microphone and destroy the, the next person. And they are doing that all the time. And the church is saying, Hallelujah, yeah, 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 yeah. But you are all it. We shall not do that in a are you hearing me, House of Judah? First Corinthians. Charity begins at home. This thing we are teaching. It now, God is saying, the time has now come for agape, the real agape, to be practiced in this house, in this spiritual home called Afanum, in this spiritual home called Hashtag the real agape. You people that are sitting there, that are hearing me right now, and you that are hearing me, that may not be sitting in that particular event or or, or venue in England, as you are hearing me, 
you are the one who is called to be in agape. The time has come for you and me to apply the real agape. No longer just talking about it. The time has come for the church to move forward. So, following this, that's where the only information we get affirmation. How many of you know what affirmation stands for? How many of you have been saying that so many times? But now look at, let's break it down. I've done it, I've tried so many times to break it down and I'm not going to continue. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop in a few minutes because this is a big message. It's going to continue the whole content. I'm going to carry on with the same title, the same message, Charity Begins at Home. First Corinthians chapter 13, we're going to read it. And we have just done this one so far, we haven't even gone any further. But because of this, we're going to agape for all nations, ministries, international. And whenever I had launches in different countries, I it took trouble. I through the Holy Spirit who accomplished who is with us here right now, who advises us forever. He's the one who leads me whenever I open my mouth to say something. He's the one who leads me whenever I'm in session. That's why everything that I do starts with a prayer. Why? Because I'm saying, let it not be me, Lord. And he helped me so many times saying that I'm not a great man of God, I'm just a man of the great God. The greatness is not upon me. It's upon him who sent me. So when I stand before his people, whether it is surgery, whether it is a phone call, whatever, I know this and I fear God. That when I speak to his people, in spite of my faults and my failures and my weaknesses, when I speak to the people of God, they are not God. I need him to direct me to what to say, what to do, what to do. Whenever I'm speaking to someone, you need to understand this. It's not me. It's not just me, that one, that one, that one you know. Uh-uh. It's him who clothes me, his presence, the spirit is the whole who is around us. He's the one who called me through Yeshua Mashiach and the, the Father sitting in the throne. All those have agreed that I I by your, by his grace am the one to lead this vision. They are in agreement. To this day, that hasn't changed. God hasn't changed his mind about me. He never does. His vision stays on me until the day. He calls me to glory. Then I face that moment concerning how I've run the vision, concerning what I've said and what I've taught. That's why it's unwise for anyone. Look at the teachings I've given over the years. Find if they look at and see if there's anything that anyone can find for you. Anything at all. Check if that is not proof that surely the Ruach Abodesh is speaking and continue to speak and shall continue to speak his word, his realm away. Through me, as his appointed prophet. He never said the appointed prophet is the, is the holy one of Israel. No. And I never said that. I never preached from the platform of holiness ever since. And I will never do that. Because I know that God called me in spite of who I am. I work my salvation every day. I try my best every day to be as best a person as I can be. But he himself, because right now, as I speak to he's the one who led me to be this. He's the one who led me to say and to be saying what I'm saying even right now. He is with us. So he calls this church, this house, starting with the word agape. Afanami is an abbreviation. Afanami, agape, for all nations, ministries, international. Let's break it down briefly. Agape, that's the, that's the vision. That's, that's the way. When it says agape, it's, that's the big way, which is everyone who comes into this vision. If they say agape, it means immediately they have to apply the agape. We have talked about lit masters. They would sing about it. They will say about it. Oh, it's written in the book of lit masters. How many of us have applied the lit masters? 
Yet God made very clear that when you come into this region, you are that means someone who message you even even says a big time to use modern language so that people can understand. Who doesn't understand that? And you're supposed to still love the person. That's agape. It's written. It's there in the epistles. It has been repeated epistle after epistle for nearly three four years, if I'm not mistaken. Why was God repeating that? He was telling us that the church is not listening to this. Until the church applies that, they are not agape. And remember, I say it so many times. But there's a message God gave me. It's called, yeah, in agape, but not agape. Every year I would say, I shall preach that message. I shall preach that message. But I never preached it because God did not allow me to preach it here. He was preaching it himself. He wanted to preach it himself. And they still doing that. Unless you learn to apply the agape, you continue to bring people who mess you up until you love them just the way they are. Until you apply the vision. Hard as it is. I know it's not easy. It is hard. But finally, I'm breaking it down. Agape. That's the first Corinthians thinking. Hello? The whole chapter. The moment you say agape, that's him for God. The greatest of this is love. Agape. For all nations. It means when you are in the service, when you are in the satellite, and God broke down this house into different compartments called satellites. When you are in that satellite, there are people within that satellite who do not belong to the same color as you, who do not belong to the same nationality as you, in the same country. People within the United Kingdom. The United Kingdom consists of people from all over the world who are residents and citizens. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a difference. But they're all there in the same country. Some are residents, some are citizens. Some are not even yet residents yet. But they are there. Residents are people who are just there. They haven't got their documents yet officially confirmed, or they've got their documents officially confirmed, but they've not been regarded as a citizen. But according to the laws of the land, they have almost the same rights. So the moment you come into the vision, you become a resident and citizen of the vision. For all nations. Agape for all nations. That means there is someone who is in the UK, it's in one country. But that one country has got people who are originally from South Africa. Has got people who are originally from the United States of America. Has got people who are originally from different parts of Africa. Has got people who are originally from different parts of Europe. Has got people who are originally from different parts of Asia and Australasia. And you know this is true. That's the United Kingdom. It's just one little island country for your information. It's an island, United Kingdom. It's a small island when you compare it to European countries. But it's a great nation. And I pray that they will gain their greatness by going back to their God. That's why how the United Kingdom was called in Great Britain. I will not talk about that. That's another story. But the point is, while you are in the satellite, there are some people who do not come from the same country as you are. That's for all nations. You must share the love for one another. Do unto others as you would like them to do unto you. Apply that commandment to the person from this country as you apply it to the person from that other country who is in the same country as you are. They may have a different nationality. You ask them, where are you from? I'm from Nigeria. Where are you from? I'm from South Africa. Where are you from? I'm from Northern Ireland. Where are you from? I'm from this. I'm from. But they are in the United Kingdom. Agape for all nations. 
the people of different nations worshipping together under one roof. That's this vision. Are you with me, Judge? Apply the agape to that one who is not from your country. If you are saying, I'm just going to apply the agape to someone from my own country, then you are in the wrong vision. Then if you never say for all nations, that's in brief. Then ministry, this vision is not just a ministry. There are some churches where God called the servants of God. It's him who called them. But they've got one calling. There are people who are just called to be evangelists. And all they do is evangelize. There are some people who are just called to be prophets. And all they do is prophesy every day. They have no way they don't preach. That's their calling. It's a ministry. There are some, some churches which have grown over. But all the all the thing that the, the servant of God does is teach. He's a teacher. It's a ministry of teaching. This is how God builds his church. You see the fivefold ministry. The fivefold. There are some people who are called to do to just be a, 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 a teacher. Some are just called to be a pastor. That's all they can do. They, they, if they, if they are not even very good at preaching, but they are good at caring for the saints, loving them, visiting them. That's the pastor's call. Then there are some who are called just to be prophet. That's all. And for all information, general prophets are not very good people. <laughs> They just do what they do, they just say what they say, and they just arrive. You don't know where they come from. God just picked them today. You may not like them, but they are speaking the word of God. They, whether you like it or not, they will say, that says the Lord. It's a prophet. They will speak, they will do things, whether you like them or not, but God is, born, is calling upon their lives. Whether you like Jeremiah or Isaiah, they are men who, they will eat. Check how these prophets were like. They were killed by people because they didn't like them. They had many different issues with them. They destroyed the kingdom. But they still remain prophets of God. God called them with their wickedness and their faults. People were complaining, they didn't like this and that and that. So some of them killed them. But it's God who deal with them, who deal with the prophets. Because that's why God says, that's not my anointed ones. What are you doing to my people? But people are still doing this to this day. Then there are people who are called to be an apostle. And I've taught before that the calling of an apostle embodies the other four. There are not men who are called like that. And then there are those who are called to be a father. It's not within this. But that's a unique calling now. A father's calling is very unique. That's why not many people have that calling. It's very, very unique. And when you are blessed, you have a church where there is a father's calling. You are blessed. For all nations. That's ministries. I want you to understand. That's why this, this how rich this church is. It's not a ministry. It's ministries. Many of them. It's a rich vision. It's a rich church. In addition to the fivefold, we have what? Ladies ministry, youth ministry, all these are ministries. Men's ministry, waiting ladies ministry, praise and worship, new generation staff, these are ministries. It was ministries. When we break them down, all oh, their different ministries. There are so many different ministries I could leave them all here. So you need to understand your church. Agape for all nations. Now we are on the way ministry. So agape is not just a ministry. When you use that word a ministry, we want you to understand that we are there's ministry within thee, but there are different ministries within this region. That's why it's called agape for all nations. Ministries. Then to finish off for today, we have the word international. 
to show you that from day one, when God gave me the vision in June of 2007, He gave me, I'm saying, when God gave me the vision, and no one else, whether you like it or not, no one else is qualified to say this. Because God will not give the vision to anybody else. That's official and that's true. When God gave me the vision in 2007, He said, He put within the vision, which I did not know at that time. But because it was already in the vision, you had to see it happen. International, meaning this vision, this church, which was started in Stirling, Scotland, in the house, will be replicated, not just within the United Kingdom, but will go outside of the borders. That's where the word international means. Somebody say international. That's where you get the word international for, which means God was saying, from this day to since June 2007, this vision for your own information will move outside of the borders of the United Kingdom. And it will go to other nations. It will become an international vision. Did I know that? When we started on the 26th of August in 2007, at that house number nine, Fourth Park, in Stirling, I did not. You know this is true. I did not phone anybody. I did not call a single person to say come. I didn't. And again, God sent me there divine line. I did not phone one person to say God has spoken to me to do this, do this. Come, come, come to number nine. We are starting tomorrow. No. Other people do that when they are saying, telling their churches, they send pamphlets, they do this. God has spoken to me, come, come, come. I never, I never advertised. I just went back home. I just went back home. After going back home, I went to speak with my grace of God to the servant of God who was my spiritual father. Of course, I was in another church. I did the respectable thing. And I went before I told anyone else. I said, it is the man of God where I belong now. He's the first person to know this. I kept that secret to myself until August. Because that was the time when the servant of God was coming to the youth. And I made occasion to meet with him. It's another story. But when I did that, with the conversation I had with him, he knows and God knows. And then from there, I said, Baba, for now, I'm leaving. I'm having to go and do what God said to me. I'm going back home. I did not tell anyone. When I left him, I did not call anyone. I just left his hotel room in the privacy of that. And I went back to Scotland. It was a Friday. I arrived back to Scotland. And Saturday, Sunday, we had a service. And I thought I was just going to start the service with my family. That's all. And guess what happened? You know what happened? You heard the story. God proved himself to the God. The international happened even that very same day. While we were having service, people started talking to each People who were at this other conference where I was supposed to be, where I just resigned and left as a pastor. I don't know how, how the way it came. Because I understand from the story that the, the servant of God then called the people and the people were very disturbed and worried. There was a lot of cancelling because people loved me in that state. They did. They loved me because I was... By God's grace, I was being used by God to bless their lives, to prophesy in their lives, and even to this day, they will tell you that's what happened. So that's how I'm sure the servant of God will still believe. While I was telling people to pray and to pray people to cancel, and then the word spread that, ah, Pastor, so that's not here, it's going to start. 
And before I knew it, they fled the house of steel. People arrived from all the corners of the United Kingdom. Of the United Kingdom. And by the time we got to 5, 6 p.m., 4 or 5, we couldn't fit in the house. The pictures are there to prove it. Was it me? No. It was Yeshua Hamashiach building his church. Like he said to this day, I will build my church. Agape is the church of God, full of the blood of God. We are sweeping over with the love of God. We are sweeping over with the love. Agape is the church of God, full of the love of God. We are sweeping over with the love. We began to sing that song from nowhere. It was not, it was only within the vision of God. International. That very same day. People called in from outside of the UK. People called in. Who told you? I didn't tell them. We have heard this is what you are doing. Can you count us in? We are now starting here. Ah, to prove that this is the vision of God. That's exactly what happened. We had the first service at number nine. I was thinking that we were gonna I, I was thinking as a human being, I was thought I thought just when I was I knew about so many other people of God, servants of God, different pastors, we had come from out of different churches, we had started their own churches in different parts of England. I knew about them. And they started ten years before, five years before, different times. And they were still with their little church in England. They were still just like that. And so I thought that was going to be like that too. I thought it was just going to be a few people today and then a few people tomorrow and then after that. But the first service, the house was overpacked, oversubscribed. The next service, we could not even have it in the house, as you know. I had to organize a hall at the, at the university where I was a senior lecturer and professor. And that, that hall, I, it was oversubscribed. People came from everywhere. And that's how we did After the second conference, the second service, Agape went through all over the United Kingdom. And within a short time, I was struggling now because I had not envisaged this. And I was still uh, 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 doing my job as a, as a professor, as a lecturer at the university. And I soon realized that, oh, after the third service, when I went to the third service, I couldn't call people again to Scotland. Because they were now calling me to England. They were now calling me to Leeds, to all the different cities in, in town. We have started here. We have started here. Please bless us. And I was blessing them. And within three weeks, we get satellites in many, many cities in, in England and in other parts of the world, in Africa. They had already started. Not me. It's the doing of the Lord, and there's a marvelous in our eyes and in our sight. Agape for all nations, ministries international. And before I knew it, I realized that I had a problem in my hands. I could not continue because now every weekend I had to go somewhere. I had to go somewhere. And so I found that I was now struggling with the job of being a lecturer. It was a full-time job. And now suddenly I had a full-time job of the work of God. I thought it was going to be part-time. That was my thing. I thought I was going to continue as a professor, literally, and then going to preach at weekend. So that was my thinking, humanly speaking, to show you that it is not me, it's God. Agape for all nations, ministries, international. Let no one disrespect this vision. Unless they are inviting judgment. And now we have this vision in different parts of Africa, in America, in the US, in, 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 in Europe. We are still registered in France and other places. People are still there calling. So I want you to understand that the time has now come for us to apply agape for all nations, ministries, international. A family. 
the real agape now, not the agape of the mouth. Not the agape in your mouth is a different story, it's a teaching where God was teaching me that people did apply the agape. That people had that teaching and they were marveling and saying, wow, 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 wow. But after wow, 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 they don't apply it. The time is now come. How I thank you. How I thank God for you who are here, who are in this vision, who are in this room today in England, and all others who are in Agape, who in the hashtag the real Agape, who are in different parts of the world who are hearing this message. You are part of this beautiful, exciting new vision for a new generation. It is still what it is. It is what it is. It is a new vision for a new generation. It is new because, yes, it is tough. It demands of you to love the person who hurt you yesterday. That's why it's new. Zitsa is Wakoma. Zitsa is Waskan. This is new. It's a new vision for a new generation. That's another aspect of the teaching. Which I'll come to another day. Agape for all nations. The time has now come for us to apply this first Corinthian thing. Hallelujah. You started by saying, let Agape flourish by the preaching and the doing of his word and the praising of his name. Another issue, I want you to think about that. When you put your hand on your heart, that's the way God gave us the vision. He said, when people sing that song, they must put their right hand from their heart in the same way people do when they're singing their national anthem. What are they saying? They are saying, whatever I'm saying, it's not that on my mouth. I believe it in my heart. Do you? Do you really? We sing the song, I love you. Do you really love me? Agape, I love you. Do you really love me? Agape is the church of God, full of the love of God. We are sweeping over with the love of God. Then I love you. Do you really love me? I agape you. Do you agape? I want you to sing that song today. What's your food? I'm arriving at life. I hear. Just sing it. But you are not going to just be singing anymore. I agape you. Do you agape me? I be agape you. Do you agape me? Oh. Hey, I'm enjoying it. This is beautiful. I love you. Do you really love me? I want you to sing that song, Bori Mo. Hey, I want you to enjoy it while you are there. Sing the song and begin to say it from yourself. From today, I want to apply this. It's a tough, it's a hard. That's why it's a new thing. It's a new thing. I'm not used to this. This is a new thing. You think you know it, but God, you thought you knew it, but you didn't. Hallelujah. It's a new thing. I agape you. Do you agape me? Agape is the church of God. Full of the love. Sing it with me. Agape is the church of God. Full of the love of God. We are sweeping all. We the love of God. We are sweeping all. We the love of God. Agape is the church of God. Full of the love of God. Hallelujah. As you close today, I want you to go next to the same, to the person who is next to you, not from the same satellite as you, not from the same area as you. Just pick somebody else, a brother or a sister, whatever the case may be. Hold the hands together and begin to pray in love. Say, let us apply agape. First Corinthians chapter 13, here we come. Begin to pray together. That's for one minute. Apply, hold hands and begin to pray together in love for a minute. And then we close. Just hold one another and pray together. That let us is a God for all nations. Charity begins at home. 
It has to start with us, ladies and gentlemen. These things are tough. These things are difficult. It's hard to love someone who has hurt you because you are all human beings. But charity begins at home. I will continue with this message. Just begin to hold the hand of your brother or sister. Pray for one minute. Let us apply this charity. Let us apply this love. Let us apply. Just pray. Pray with me. Mashita Kaliko, Nemo Kostia Nanda, Irebele, Rikosiko, Nemeto Siena. Father God, I thank you for your word, my Father, which is so real to us. Thank you, my Father, for you love us so much. Mokodi Katarina Kahanda, that in spite of our fault and our failures and our weaknesses, you are our God and we are people. We are human beings, Almighty Father, and you remain God. There will never be any, any, anything that, 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 that is impossible to understand in terms of that distinction. You are the Holy One of Israel. We are not. We are your people. You love us in spite of our weaknesses, our failures, our mess, and our filth before you. We are filled before you that mistakes every day in the way we think, in the way we act, in the way we behave. We are all human beings with all whether we like it or not. But God the Father, your love for us remains. You apply the agape to us. You apply the agape to me. You apply the agape to the person who is listening to me sharing this word thing. You apply the agape to that very same person who is busy betraying another person. You apply the agape to that very person who is busy messing up. You apply the agape to everyone. Your unconditional agape is not changed. You don't change today. You are not like the world that changes today and tomorrow and today. You are the same yesterday and forever. Your love remains forever. Thank you, Father, for your unconditional love. Our prayer, O oh God, that we apply this agape. It's a new thing, yes. Help us. That's why Jesus Christ said, a new commandment. It is still new to us. Jesus is hard for us to apply this new thing. Because we are used to hating each other. We are used to, to play in church. We are used to playing religious games of hating one another and destroying one another and playing church politics. Those are Taka Jairais, those are Taka Jitis, wow. We are used to saying we love each other, that's how each other in the church, yet they know deep love. We go out of the church and we begin to destroy each other again. Those are Taka Jairais, this is a new book. Help us, Lord, to apply this agape. Help us, Father, to apply the agape. As I pray for myself and your church this day, in the name of God the Father, of the Son, and of the Ruach of the Holy Ghost, in the mighty name of the Lord Yeshua Mashiach, I have prayed. Amen, amen, and amen. Agape is love. Agape is one. Agape is love. God for everyone. Agape is love. Agape is one. Agape is love. God's love for everyone. Agape is love. Agape is one. Agape is love. God's love for everyone. Just raise your hands and say grace with me. May the grace of our Lord Yeshua Hamashiach. The love of God the Father and the sweet fellowship of the Ruach Agodesh be with us now and forevermore. In the mighty name of the Lord of Yeshua Mashiach. And surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord.
Now how and forever. In the mighty name of the Lord, Yeshua, Hamashiach, I pray. Amen. 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 God bless you, Agape. I catch you later. I catch you later. I'm signing off. Apostle, Prophet Shokombishi, signing off.